I received a message this morning from one of our members that couldn't be here. He said, since this is Super Bowl Sunday, the way they always celebrate a victory is to pour Gatorade on the coach. He said, so every time, Wayne, you say something that makes sense, somebody's supposed to pour Gatorade on you this morning. <laughs> My only hope is I, it'll be like normal. I won't get a lot of amens today, so I won't be drowned in Gatorade. You know, we are not the only ones ever to have the challengings of life And yet we also have the distractions of life. When we look back, and I'm thinking of Paul right now, what a courageous man he was. He knew what it was like to be victorious, i.e. TCU in football. But he also knew what it was like to get beat up, like TCU in basketball. Rob's loving this. (laughs) But that's the same thing Paul had. He had the victories. He converted so many people to Christianity. He went throughout that that area of the world teaching the the gospel. And we were just studying Romans. And, uh, well, wrap it up tonight. But Romans, and it was talking about Paul's desire was to go into areas of the world where there had never been a missionary. He wanted to be the first one to tell him about Jesus Christ. Well, that worked well for him because there was a lot of folks that believed in Jesus Christ based on his teachings. But it also was very tough on him because he was run out of many a town. He was stoned. He was whipped. Uh, They threatened all kinds of things, even crucifixion on him because of his teachings of Jesus Christ. But he had such great love for Jesus Christ, nothing was going to stop him. He would leave this town, and then he would go into that town. And he'd start up again. But each town he started, he didn't know if that town would be the one that took his life or not. And we know he was in shipwrecks, I mean, bitten by poisonous snakes. And he just would not even consider giving up on preaching the word of Jesus Christ. But he had every reason to. You know, we have people that it doesn't take much for them not to come to church, right? We all know that. and We've been there. Each one of us has been there one time or another. Well, well, (coughs) my throat doesn't feel too good, so I'm not going to church today. And by 1.30, then we can talk. We can call the sheep in or cattle or whatever. But uh, we've been there. We've all been there. But Paul was not going to be denied. And as a result, with his writings and his letters, you and I are touched today with a word of God that would not have been uh, here if it had just been the four Gospels and how we rely on the four Gospels. So we're not putting down the four Gospels because it each takes each book in the Bible to make a whole. But Paul's writing are so insightful and he's such an articulate person and such a wise man that he is able to paint a picture of what you and I should do as Christians to further his kingdom. 
We are not just to take up a place on the pew and go home. We are called to share the word of Jesus Christ. Now, some people are more extrovert than others. That's given. But we all have our areas in which we have influence. And that's what we're called to do. It might not be like 100,000 that would show up and hear Joel Osteen. But maybe it would be five, maybe one, that our witness would be exactly what that person needed. That person needed to see a light. That one person needed somebody that could be calm in the middle of a storm because they knew of Jesus Christ. And they'd give Him the praise and glory. Not the volume, but Jesus Christ. He was the one that made it all possible. In 2 Timothy, the 4th verse, 7th verse. Did that throw you off? How about the 4th chapter, 7th verse? I have fought a good fight. This is by Paul. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I underlined it, underlined it, and underlined it. I have kept the faith. No matter what happens in your life, I have kept the faith. And please remember that. If you're not in tough troubles and troubled times right now, sooner or later you're going to be. And Paul is saying, I kept the faith. No matter what, I kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness with the Lord. The righteous judge. He will award to me that day, and, only to me, and not only to me, as to all who have longed for His appearing. That means you and me. That crown is waiting for you and me as we keep the faith and continue to do what we are called to do. In the football games today, you're going to have an offense and a defense. Each one with an assignment. Each one with responsibility. And each one has to count on the person next to them and the one backing them up. But in like manner, they are going to call on that person, that one person, to do his job right. If he's supposed to throw a block, he better throw that block or that running back hadn't got a chance. And if the run, if the if the end is supposed to cut on the 13-yard line and shoot to his right in an abrupt cut, he better do it or it's going to be an incomplete pass. Everyone has their assignment. Everyone does. In like manner as team, we are team. In like manner as team, we have to rely on each other to do what we can do. It might be in the pharmacy. It might be with other people, Alex, as you see so many there. It might be uh, in the shop, Jim, 
with people coming in there, and you don't just discuss, discuss the carburetor. You're discussing things about our lives, Jesus Christ. We all have the opportunity. It might be in City Hall, Paula. You know, it could be anywhere that we have a chance to touch somebody else's life because we're doing what God has called us to do. We're doing our part. In the Hardeman County environment, the individuals that believe in Jesus Christ are taking every opportunity to witness for Him. And you guys, y'all have a chance every day in school to stand for Jesus Christ in some form or fashion. You don't have to be obnoxious about it, but you can tell somebody that you love Jesus. You have that chance. You can have a prayer. You can have a prayer right before you take that big test that you're worried about. I'm going to have these medical tests, and I guarantee I don't want to fail it. So I'm going to pray beforehand. Does that make sense? You don't have to, to push anybody around. Hopefully you don't. But it sure doesn't hurt you to let them know you believe in Jesus. Y'all got your job to do too. Y'all got a very responsible job. These two big guys behind you, they've been where you are. They've been there. They know that what I'm saying is the truth because I learned some of it from them. But we work as a team for Jesus Christ. We've, we've, we've been out there. We've been tested. And we stand strong. Sometimes we get knocked down. Have you ever seen a boxing match when somebody got knocked down but came back and won the fight? It happens. And as Christians, we can get knocked down and we'll come back. Because we're not going to quit. We're going to finish the race. In 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, and the 12th verse. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Don't let your ego get in the way. Don't start thinking so much about your testimony that you start backsliding and slipping. We've seen it with ball clubs. We've seen upsets in every sport. And it could happen today at the Super Bowl. We've seen it at the top level. People start reading the press, and they believe in the press, and they relax, only to lose the game. And we have seen it when the media bashes the team, and that's what they needed to fire them up, and they went out on the field to prove the writer was wrong to prove they had a better team. You see Christianity being bashed. We're not down and we're not out. There's sometimes we feel like we've been knocked to our knees, but we're not out, folks. As long as we have Jesus Christ in our hearts, we never will be out because there will always be someone with the courage of Paul that will carry on. And will that person be you? No temptation has ever overtaken you except what is common to mankind. 
whatever you have faced, others have faced. And it might be the person sitting right next to you. It might be your very best friend that says, yeah, I've been in that condition too. And it's tough. But I'm here. And I'm going to stand here with you. So you will have that. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Each and every one of us are tempted. Have been, will be tempted. And maybe it's today that we're tempted with something we know we should not be involved with. I had a very good friend in Lubbock. I'd say for five years. And that really wasn't a friendship that was walking with Jesus Christ. He influenced me more than I did him. I don't think he started going to church, and I didn't quit going to church, but we were doing things together that I knew were wrong. It wasn't a positive friendship. It wasn't a positive relationship. We have talked about it here just recently. Tell me who you run with and I'll tell you what you are. Tell me who you run with. Do you run with somebody that believes in Jesus Christ or do you run with somebody that uh, is marginal with their activities and with their life and they don't cherish their marriage so they're not uh, faithful to their spouse? Who is it? My advice to you is look around and find someone that believes as strongly in Jesus Christ as you do because it's tough enough on your own, tough enough to try to stand on your own when it comes to temptation. But if you have that kind of a friend and the Lord with you, the three of you together, there's nothing you cannot accomplish. For the good. For the good. In the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter, the 34th verse, Come ye who are blessed by my Father. This is by Jesus Christ, by the way. Take your inheritance, the kingdom, prepared for you in the creation of the world. For I was hungry... And you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I need clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then their disciples said, When did this happen, Lord? When did we come visit you? When did we give you the food? And he said, when you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. That witness that we have is not so somebody will put it up in life. Somebody help me change a tire. And I want to thank you. It's something that you do because it's in your heart to help that person. 
not for accolades, not for attaboys or anything like that. For as his children, our witness is what we say, but more importantly, what are we do. I can't hear the words you're saying because of your actions. Your actions are too loud. Your action says one thing, but your words might sound nice and pretty. They may be a great oration. You may speak eloquently, but your actions are totally opposite. And we've seen that. How many ministers have you seen that have been on national TV with thousands and thousands of people following them and they slip in their personal life and all of a sudden their whole ministry is questionable? Your actions and your words need to go hand in hand. Your actions and your words need to say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ now and forever. Just like Paul said, all the way to the end, I will not surrender. I will not surrender my faith and I will not embarrass my Lord. For my Lord has never embarrassed me. My Lord has kept every promise he ever said. Now, It's time for Wayne Hollinshed to step up and serve the Master. If there's anyone today that would like...